And, um, you know, Candace did this wonderful piece, this docu-series uh, called The Invisible Ones. And the bottom line is this, is that when black and brown people go missing, especially young women, and, and even more so in the Native American uh, community, it just, it's like nobody cares. This is how this um, woman in Connecticut is, um, her family is just in terrible grief. We did a Google search. And I don't know how Cleopatra found out about this story, but we did a Google search. There was not one mention of my guest's loved one. Uh, his name is Sabius Santos. He is the brother of Elizabeth Santos, who was murdered in Anchorage, uh, Alaska. Sabius, I just want to say thank you so much for joining us today, and I'm sorry that we had to meet under these circumstances. What do you want our listeners to know about your sister Elizabeth? And how did she how did she get to Anchorage, Alaska? Hi, thanks for having me. Sure. Um, uh, originally, she went up there like around like 2010 because um, we're all down here from Miami. Mm-hmm. She went up there to visit with a friend once, and she just liked the environment. Because um, I know a lot of people when they think of Alaska, they think it's like completely blanketed by snow but like you know it's such a big state there are areas like anchorage if you were like to google like even the neighborhood where this happened mm-hmm. you'd be just surprised it, it's just like very urban just like houses it's like normal mm-hmm. um so she was up there uh so part of the year she'd be in miami then she'd fly up to anchorage so the last time i saw her was in march of 2020 mm-hmm. she came down um so this event happened in august august 8th of 2020 the way I found out about it, my sister, who's down here mm-hmm. in Miami with me, she uh, she pretty much texted me. She said something crazy is going on. She's not exactly sure what. So the way we all found out about it, basically, uh, my sister Elizabeth, uh-huh. he was she broke up with her boyfriend like like on a Monday, and up wow. in a town called Wasilla, uh, Alaska. Oh my God, so where Sarah Palin is. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Wasilla. Yeah. So uh, they were in Wasilla together. So my sister, she left Anch- She left to go back to Anchorage to clear her head to stay with a friend. Uh-huh. Uh, um, and she was with that friend for like maybe four or five days. So by like by that Saturday, my sister down here, Nikki, uh-huh. she received a phone call from Elizabeth's phone. So she picked up the phone like, hey, sis, and she was surprised to hear the friend's the friend's voice on the other line. My friend's name is Lizette. And Lizette's saying, like, your sister owes me money. Your sister owes me money. And she's like, what do you mean? Who is this? Oh, your sister owes me money. She has a bunch of holes in her. And, like, the phone call ended. So She has a bunch of sister, holes in her. Yeah. So, um, basically, and because by that time, the police were, like, banging on the door. Um, so, basically, what happened, Lizette, Lizette and my sister Elizabeth, they uh-huh. got into a fight over some money. Uh, Lizette was losing the fight, and the, one of the many stories she told the police was when she was losing the fight, her and her adult son, who was like 22 at the time, uh-huh. they ran upstairs to go hide in the bathroom. And then by the, when the police came out, she said when she came out the bathroom to let the police in, she saw that Elizabeth had like a bunch of stab wounds, and it's between 10 and 12. We're not exactly sure of the amount. Uh, there are no body cameras, so... 
we're not exactly sure what was going on when the police arrived. There's mm-hmm. just a little bit of audio. We do know that my sister, she was talking, but like because of blood loss, I guess she wasn't talking very clearly. Mm-hmm. I do know that she was spelling her name out because the cops were asking her what happened, but she wasn't able to speak clearly. Um, but they said she was like moving around a lot. So they said because of that, they had to put her in handcuffs. Oh, wow. Yeah, she was about, because she was pretty tall. But I mean, that's their reasoning, I guess. But they put her in handcuffs. Um, I eventually got some ambulance records, and I found out that instead of taking her to the hospital right away, they had her in the paramedic and the ambulance for like 37 minutes before they took her to the Trauma um, emergency room. Yeah, mm-hmm. for emergency surgery. And so what happened is the police left with her in the ambulance, not in the police car, but they followed her, I guess, to the hospital. And when she was there, the doctors they're like, this story makes no sense. This woman is not going to make it. You guys need to go back to the house and harass whoever did this. So when they went back to the house, by that time, that's when Lizette was on the phone with my other sister. So and that's Lizette's why, like, your like, sister too, right? No, 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 no. Lizette is the friend. Okay, the friend. That she was visiting. All right. Elizabeth is my sister. Right, okay. So, wow. So basically, um, Lizette's getting interrogated, and she's changing the story multiple times around because the cop interviewing her, he's asking her, what happened? Your story makes no sense. If she did this, where's the knife? And eventually she says, like, because by this time, crime scene was at the house looking around. And she said, oh, look by the couch. There might be a knife there. And one of those knives is the one that I eventually got the photo of. And it has, like, no blood on it whatsoever. Another knife was found, like, by the steps. It's, it's like a multi-purpose knife, like a Swiss Army knife. Yeah. That one doesn't have any blood either. Another knife was found, like, under the kitchen sink. It has no blood on it either. But, the, but the, the the crime scene had to have been compromised. You, the police had left and they came back to the crime yes. scene? I mean, it, yes, it was even, compromised by that time. Yeah, and even when the police were on the scene, because there's just it written down in the um, report that she was, Lizette was wiping blood. And they told her, like, hey, you can't do that. And she, she was like, oh, sorry. I didn't want it to stain, but it's written down. There's a record of it, like, wiping blood. But, um, so the question was that her story's not adding up. Um, the son, he's in another room being questioned. He just asked for a lawyer. They're like, I'm not saying anything. I need an attorney. Um, okay, see, whatever reason. I don't, I don't know how the Anchorage Police Department, um, how they do these things. But I would think... Somebody that was, you know, was Elizabeth growing up in in Florida? Yes. Okay. I can't understand why a story like that would not catch national headlines. I know it's it's Alaska, but it like you yeah, said, it's a co- it's a cosmopolitan city. It's still part of yeah. the United States. And I don't yeah, under, right, and I just don't understand how you can look the story up and not even in Wasilla or Anchorage can you find any news about this story? Yeah, so one story that they came out because eventually, because Sarah from all over the place, but eventually, like I did get the police report because uh-huh. um, the only person who flew down for the funeral was her boyfriend, her ex-boyfriend. Mm-hmm. Um, and but at the time, I didn't have the copy of the police report. So in the police report, pretty much all her friends are defending her, saying this story makes no sense. Because one of the stories that Lizette put out, like the first day it happened, she said, oh, I watched Elizabeth slit her own throat. 
which oh. makes no sense because she had no injuries to the throat. So, um, but every all her friends are defending her, saying this makes no sense. Will there be news coverage? The only one who said something slightly negative to say about it was her boyfriend, saying like, "Oh man, we used to have fights. You know, she's acted crazy sometimes." But I guess maybe in his defense, you know, the boyfriend is typically the first suspect when this happens. Um, plus, I think he was in the he was in with Scylla when this happened, so he wasn't in Anchorage. Okay, he wasn't in Anchorage. So no, 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 no. So what is you know, what is the status of this case now? I mean, okay. why, why is so, this? What, what, what is your goal here? Uh, justice, because pretty much by October, because early on we realized something's very wrong. That's another reason we didn't go up there. Because mm-hmm. like a couple of days into it, when I found out that they released her and her son with no charges, they uh-huh. just let it go. I realized, oh, the police are in on this. But I didn't realize how bad it was. But by like uh, October of that year, they they suspended the case and I went back and forth with the detective. I'm like, well, is it rule of suicide in your book? Cause the medical examiner report said inconclusive. I'm like, well, is it rule of suicide? Wait a minute. No, Somebody's going to have just stabbed themselves. What, what yeah, about so 12 like, or 13 times? 10 or 12. 10 or 12 times. Asked, Cause I'm asking him like, well, did you rule a suicide? He said, no, we're not ruling it suicide. So I'm like, it's a homicide. He said, no, we're not ruling it either. I'm like, what is it? He's like, neither. And we're suspending the case. I'm like, you can't suspend. I'm like, if you think it's suicide, prove it. So my main thing was like, because DNA was taken. DNA was collected from the hands of the the mother and the son. Right. And their clothes. I think the mother's, she, her clothes was taken, I guess, to see if there's like any blood spatter or something right. on it. But they never revealed the findings of the, of the DNA evidence. How, like how old is the son? 22 at the time. Probably like 24 now. So and how old like, and how old was Elizabeth at the time? Thirty seven. Oh, okay. So so I'm asking so I was I'm like, you guys didn't even finish processing the forensics. I'm like, at least see if my sister's fingerprints were even on any of these knives. By this time I didn't even have any photos of the of the knives. It was just based on common sense. I'm like, at least just see if my sister was um holding the knife, if her fingerprints are on it. They're like, Well no, we're not gonna do that. And their main argument over and over is like, Well, it's it's the homeowner's house, so their fingerprints are going to be on it regardless. I'm like, that's not what I'm asking you. I'm like, see if my sister's prints are on it. Since you guys say that she did it to herself. And they're like, oh, no, we're not going to do that. So pretty much uh, we, I've been calling. Like, I spent all of 2021 calling every lawyer in town. And every lawyer in town, journalist, they all know this story. They know the um, story, but they don't report on it. No, none of them. And I, the first two times, I'm like, okay, this is weird. And then I start realizing, I'm like, oh, they're just suppressing this completely. So every no lawyer in town will take the case. Some of them say it's like conflict of interest because they work with the police officers. The other ones said that I'm in limbo. And this is the reason, because after like two, three times, I'm like, what's your reason? They said they can't sue the police department for wrongful death because it's going to be hard to them because don't don't, don't oh. ever don't ever believe that any police department and yeah, police they that. can 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 be sued and yeah. um do you think part of it and I'm, i've got to take a quick break do you think yeah. part of it is because she's brown your sister yes of course yes had yes, this absolutely. been sarah palin's daughter they would have been all over it yeah yeah of course and her name because even when i was calling the lawyer to tell them about this they were like Googling her name and they're like, I don't see anything. This happened. You sure this happened? 
I guess they thought I was pranking them or something. So, are you sure this happened in our city? I'm like, yeah. And they couldn't find any news report. The one news report that was has like two, three paragraphs on it, her name is not mentioned in it. And I even contacted that journalist who wrote that uh, story. Mm-hmm. I'm like, hey, here's a good update for this story. You're on the scene. And she never replied to me. And it's really interesting. Um, uh, CBS and his family are Afro-Brazilian. So, you know, being Afro-Brazilian, you know, you've got Latino and, you know, you're black and all of this. Um, people just don't sound like they're too interested in, you know, in solving this crime, uh, CBS. So I'm I'm concerned that um, maybe this might be a pattern. Do you know, and not that, you know, it's just spilling at the seams with um, Afro-Brazilians and black people in Anchorage, but there are some, but does this happen often? And did you reach out to any um, organizations uh, to bring this to the light? Hello? Yeah, go ahead. So did you um, yeah. go, go to yeah. any um, or organizations uh, civil rights yes. organizations. Tell me about that journey. Yeah, so I emailed uh, Cleopatra like a long list, like chronologically of everything. Because some people in Anchorage, they're just hearing about this. Mm-hmm. So, and they think I just been in hiding. And that, because like, some people, I got some pushback. They're like, oh, why are you bringing this up now? It's been a long time. But I'm like, no, this is the first time you've heard of it. So since the day, the day that happened, I've been going up like the ranks of like all these people, mm-hmm. organizations. So I contacted the ACLU, the uh, NAACP chapter up there. Never got a response. I contacted another victims' rights organizations up up there. Uh, the lieutenant governor knows about this. Uh-huh. A lot of assembly members know about this. Uh, the governor's office knows about this. The mayor's office knows about this. Um, so what so kind of like, work was Elizabeth doing? What kind of work did she do there in England? She was doing customer service. At the time she was, this, what? was COVID customer service. Okay. But at the time there was like COVID and like things were shut down. Right. Which is another reason she went to stay with that friend. But most of the organizations I've heard from, I mean, I, the ones that did respond to me, mm-hmm. like the Alaska Black Caucus, that's one and they put me in contact with an attorney. They pretty much mentioned an attorney to me. And they said, oh, this, or, this call this guy. He's suing the APD right now for mm-hmm. something that happened a couple of years ago. Because the statute of limitations is only two years. So right now, this happened in August of 2020. So, so they know we have, only have like less than like seven more months to sue them to do anything. So I think that's another reason they're waiting until that time closes before they do anything. Because they know they're liable for like a bunch of stuff but um i contacted that or that lawyer that law firm um who's suing the apd right now as soon as i mentioned the name of the detective um they kind of like changed the subject they never called me back but the last organization it was uh, the office of victims rights and it was like the last um that was the last organization i called and that was like in the first week of january and they were even before i told them the whole story they're like yeah this makes no sense like this story makes no sense we're going to get them to reopen the case with a new detective because the detective who was on the case before he, he retired like back in May. Wow. So, so this organization office of victims rights, they were going to get a reopen, but they called me back like a week later. They said, Hey, we spoke to the head of homicide. She said, she's not going to reopen the case. I'm like, what's the reason she said, well, she has no suspects. And I'm like, that was like the biggest 
slapping their face. When you had so you know, many suspects. I mean, yeah. you. Had, I mean, there were there were many suspects or pe- persons of interest in all of yeah, this. Yeah, the only two people. Yeah, the people. Two people who were home, and and after that decision, because like I said, I wasn't hearing back from any attorneys, so that's when I made the online petition, and that's when like I said, a lot of people who knew like there was a foul play started to um, spread the word about this to get more attention to it. It's well, a shame that, that we have to do that. I mean, you know, it's like pulling teeth all the time trying to um, make people understand that uh, these women that come up missing and are, are dying at the hands of someone else, that their lives are just as important as Gabby Petito's, who, you know. Yeah, so that's, that's another frustrating thing because one, at least two of the journalists I spoke to about this promised me who interviewed me like you're doing. Yes. It was pre-recorded, so it wasn't live. They promised they're going to do it, they're going to report it, and they never did. And they said, oh, we have breaking news. And I look up, they're writing a story about like some moose or something that happened in Anchorage. And, or, and then they, I see them writing about Gabby like months later. And I'm like, what What about my story? They said, oh, we're not interested. I'm like, oh, okay. And those well, it's they, I mean, first of all, it sounds very callous. And, you know, I have to, you know, give my pull my hat up to you because, you know, many people would be defeated by this. Do you and Elizabeth, do you, are, are your mother and father still alive? Uh, yeah. How is this weighing on them? Uh, it's stressful. So it's me, it's been me handling all of this because I just let them, because they're stressed out enough, so I just don't want to, like, pretty much took the wheel who's been like handling making all these phone calls reaching out to everybody well good job and i'm so glad that i was able to help you and your family get out this story i i anchorage is a long way from chicago but um i hope that somebody picks up on this and says you know why aren't they talking about elizabeth and like i said people have heard the news of what happened to this connecticut girl uh, just recently, this over uh, about three days ago. Uh, yeah, it was, yeah, that a well, terrible story, and uh, we're going to talk about that in just a minute. But um, CBS, what a pleasure to meet you. Stay in touch, okay? Thank you.